You're listening to Meet Cute and Mistletoe, the podcast celebrating the best of the worst Christmas romantic comedies. <laughs> the more outlandish, the better. So grab a warm blanket and a cup of hot cocoa and cozy up with us while we discuss this week's Meet Cute. <laughs> Hey guys, we're your hosts. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kelly. This week we watched A Christmas Princess, a new modern fairy tale about a fierce, career-minded black woman who steals the heart of a charming prince with a heart of gold. Gee, I wonder where they got that idea. (laughs) Right? Uh, The movie is currently on Peacock to stream for free, as well as on Amazon Prime, if you want to watch along in the United States. And for new listeners who don't already know the game, we also like to play our own version of Meet Cute Bingo as we watch and discuss these movies to see just how many classic holiday rom-com tropes we can spot along the way. Before we get started, let's lay out the rules of the game. If you haven't already done so and feel like playing along, go to our website and download a bingo card for free because we love you cuties. It's at meetcuteandmistletoe.com or follow the links on Twitter at mcmistletoepod and all other social at meetcuteandmistletoe. Play along as you watch the movie on your own time. We'll be calling out any tropes we notice while we discuss. But... Because the Princess of Brooklyn isn't the only chef up in here, our own podcast princess is going to share her (laughs) recipe for delicious party success. Kel, what did you pair with this little slice of Christmas movie magic? Well, call me the Grinch, but (laughs) in lieu of making Jessica's beef venison (laughs) meatloaf, woof, this week I opted for a more sugary treat and made cinnamon nutmeg coffee sugar cookies. Sorry if you were expecting meatloaf, Lynn. <sighs> I guess I'll have to go find her unnamed restaurant <laughs> slash diner to go find that meatloaf magic instead. <laughs> I love these cookies because they're crispy on the outside and chewy on the inside. And you can add a second dash of festivity by cutting them into cute Christmas-themed shapes, which I did here. Find the recipe on our website at meatcuteandmistletoe.com. Thanks. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so bingo cards out, cinnamon, nutmeg, sugar cookies in hand, act one of the movie, which I titled Meatloaf Magic. It's so magical. (laughs) It's so magical (laughs) that this entire movie, like, sprinkled magical stardust (laughs) like sprinkle dust throughout each scene my god with its own little like twinkling noises throughout tell me you noticed uh yeah (laughs) i'm like distracting glitter like that Uh, So we open on New York City, where Jessica, our probable princess-to-be, walks by a newsstand prominently announcing, Royal Christmas Banquet in NYC. (laughs) Prince John presides over social event of the year. So thanks for that immediate exposition, movie. also, if you pause like I did, please note the equally descriptive caption, Prince John of Edgemont in his royal uniform. <laughs> like, having so much fun immediately. <laughs> Does John have a last name? Is his first name Prince? Last name John? Did the writers name this movie's made-up European country after their apartment complex? Because that's what Edgemont sounds like to me. Yeah. Like... Like Edgemont Villas yeah, or something. Okay, the yeah. Villas at Edgemont. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was paid to write that whole fake newspaper? <laughs> and why don't they understand how to properly use a comma? Because you know, I paused and read that uh-huh. whole entire thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could write this. I want to be the one who wrote this. Yeah. I would have done a better job of writing this. But also, mm-hmm. whoever wrote that probably had a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. good on them. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we immediately find out Jessica's restaurant is failing despite her supposedly delicious hot chocolate Mm. and seemingly typical Christmas cookies (laughs) and very adequate holiday decor. (laughs) 
<laughs> What's a girl got to do to get her restaurant noticed in a city of 8.4 billion people at the busiest shopping time of the year? Am I right? <laughs> this calls for a Christmas miracle. Um, it's a it's a good thing that Prince John is across town this very moment firing a famous chef two <laughs> weeks before the big charity event. And uh, when he goes for a ride to clear his head and figure out how to replace him, he literally basically pulls over on a random street, steps out, sniffs. (laughs) (laughs) Wipe it dog. Yes. It's like, what's that smell? Walks into the nearest restaurant, orders the meatloaf, or sorry, Loaf of meat, as he calls it, because, you know, he's fancy. (laughs) And he hits on Jessica to cater the event. Um, So much random shit happens in the first 15 minutes that I'm just going to directly quote her waitress, best friend, manager, not sure what she's paying, Haley here. Um... But she says, wow, a prince walks into the restaurant, tries the meatloaf, offers offers her a big contract, and then kisses her hand. What a way to start the day. <laughs> <laughs> Very succinct, that Haley. <laughs> yes, yes. Also, like, such a Midwestern accent that was she happening with her. She had, like, a full-on Buffalo accent. Yeah. Buffalo, oh, is that what it was? That's uh, yeah, what was going yeah, on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I liked her character, but yeah. she was also, like, so over the top. Yes. <laughs> also, I was just gonna say, why did they not fall in love, like, her and Ernie in the end? They were just, they like... Just left them... Maybe they were together, and we just didn't see... That's true. I don't we don't know. know. Yeah. I mean, um, I was like way, way jumping ahead. But I just was like, what, what is happening with these two side characters who are just like there to be there? Uh, uh, I have a new favorite Christmas production company. Yes. And it's hybrid, this oh, company yeah. right here. Oh, yeah. I've already scoped so many of their movies that happen to be free on the Peacock app, mm-hmm. and they do not disappoint. Nope. Nope. I think it's safe to say that we can expect more to come here on the podcast, and I highly recommend any listeners check out some for yourself if you need any ridiculous holiday rom-com fix for yourself. Now can we talk about the slow motion cooking montages? Like, I just assume, Cal, that, like, this is the movie where you're going to go off because it's a chef, and... There's a lot that's just assumed that she's a really good chef and that this is a lot of really good cooking in this movie. But there is so much weird stock footage yes. <laughs> of cooking and like hands, <laughs> food displays, <laughs> shining <laughs> glitter, literal glitter sprinkling over oh them. God. I just kept thinking it was cutting to commercials. Yeah. Like, a Christmas princess, when you're here, you're royalty. Of course. <laughs> like, I just was like, oh, 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 wait, what? this What's is happening? not a commercial? Yeah. It was just distracting. Um, this movie broke me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> broke me. <laughs> I wanted to count up, like, sit and count up how much time of the movie was wasted with just the transitions. Yes, the montages, yeah. But I also just, I couldn't (laughs) bring myself to actually rewatch and do that. But I think it would have been maybe 20 minutes of the movie just on that alone. Yeah, I was just like, oh, look, another commercial break. In hindsight, (laughs) I probably should have timed it. Because that time alone would have like they could have put that toward another toward, script edit. Yes. <laughs> toward like a scene where we actually see them have a love connection. I don't know. Yes. Just yeah. throwing some ideas out there. <laughs> what a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Boy. Also, Ernie totally touched Prince John's green beans with his bare hands. Yes. Is that what happens in restaurant kitchens? So I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Because, like I said, this movie broke me. Um, So 
like literally I know this from firsthand because I worked in professional kitchens in the state of New York and in the state of New York it is actually against the law like food handling it's against food handling regulations to use bare hands when preparing food that's ready to eat so like so glad to hear that yes so especially like after the COVID times yes. put a lot of this on people's minds, yeah. I'm sure. Well, even in the montages, yeah. like, you can see someone's hand touching certain food that's being plated to get served. And I was just like, clearly <laughs> there was no regard no for regard. the fact that we're in the state of New York, which they made a really big deal of. Yes. of pointing that out that hey we're in new york city we're in brooklyn yeah this is a restaurant like clearly they just had no idea that that's a thing so of course my brain is like hmm that that's a thing or that it's just in general in life a thing that you wouldn't want someone's bare hands touching your food (laughs) well the thing is like yeah exactly well the thing is like honestly in real life and i'm like this would have been a perfect opportunity to wear some gloves (laughs) ernie Use a damn spatula, and then you had, you had, he was halfway there. Had some, had he some had, tongs. He had the spatula. And then he was like, and nah. Then, no, touch. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I was so taken out of the scene. I was like, don't, don't hand that to yeah. him. Yeah. Do not hand that to a prince. Right. Well, oh, then, my God. Well, then also, like, okay, so this is, like, another thing, that, that scene. So it follows with her walking the plate to the prince mm-hmm. and she has the cup of coffee in her hand yeah so i'm like that is a big restaurant no oh. no no well the thing is like you should always drop the drink first okay. like they like just in etiquette in terms of like restaurant service like the diner should have their drink before their food drops. okay that totally makes sense so like the guy has been sitting there for how long like with nothing. Like I mean, no, let's, nothing to drink, no, no snacks. Aside from the like, fact that he walked straight back into right, the, right. I guess he could have served kitchen. himself at this point. But yeah, I was like, mm, no wonder Jessica's restaurant is failing. <sighs> okay. Also, all of the culinary school speak. Uh-huh. He's like, oh. Well, of course, you're classically trained. A touch of venison. Ah, yes, chicken stock. (laughs) I was like, okay, I am not at all, like, in this world, but the actual hell. (laughs) She, she's, okay, I have a lot of thoughts here. Like, a PowerPoint presentation's worth of thoughts just from this food scene alone in this first act yes i'm gonna like try to be concise as possible but there's so many thoughts that are going through my head okay so chef gideon mentions his famous deconstructed caprese right and he says it's like his star dish for like he's proposing this to be the star dish for the christmas banquet right so first of all tomatoes basil in december not not happening it's not tomatoes are not in season in december okay basil not really in season unless you're growing it in a greenhouse um so like the southern hemisphere yes tomatoes (laughs) totally available like so he's like flying these in from somewhere no i'm just it's like okay so (laughs) my brain is just like oh my god okay and then he says the appetizer has been awarded five stars three times. An appetizer, That's stars, an man. Appetizer has been okay. All right. So this is where I get from Appetizer Magazine. Yeah, appetizer, hotappetizers.com. So the thing is, Stuart O'Keefe, who plays Chef Gideon, is actually a quote classically trained chef okay irl okay and he's from ireland i mean i was not thinking he was a actor Actor. no that was pretty obvious (laughs) so the so this means the production literally had someone on staff who knows about food and seasonality and he was like yeah this makes sense to me right yeah yet like they just completely throw it out 
that logic out the door and choose to highlight a fucking fresh tomato and basil salad when it's not even in season in the region the story takes place. This makes no fucking sense. I am mad and I really shouldn't be because I'm watching a damn Christmas movie. (laughs) I broke. (laughs) And they finally did what you wanted and hired a... Like an actual expert. Yes. And like yeah. literally of and it's deconstructed. How much more do you need to deconstruct a fucking caprese salad? It's tomatoes, basil, cheese. They're just gonna sit next to each other on this plate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this fucking movie. Okay. <laughs> this movie broke me too. Yes. Thank you. I'm so glad I'm not alone. <laughs> I do think in hindsight that it would have been more fun for me to sit and watch it with you and yeah. watch you go off on the on the all the food stuff mm-hmm. but i like watching the movies separate from each other and yes. then coming together to discuss and be like okay what do we have to bring to the table totally. for discussion about this totally. so <clears throat> but yeah i think i think it would have been more fun to watch it together with you <laughs> In hindsight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so for this axe bingo, yeah. we have a failing business. Jessica's restaurant has yeah. one month to make a complete turnaround, <laughs> or her landlord is evicting her ass. Uh, for Princess Bingo... If you're uh, playing that if, version. <laughs> yep. We've got British accent, fake land, um, questionable British accent, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. But, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but they definitely decided to go British with their... Everyone else, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we have an uptight uh, service staff, Prince, Prince Jack's assistant, Rupert, who just continues to refer to Jessica as that woman. And I'm like, can you shut the hell up? Yeah. Yeah. I was annoyed with him. Also, his accent. Another person who clearly isn't British <laughs> <laughs> trying to do British accent. He was just like... I'm doing accent. (laughs) (laughs) His idea of doing an accent was just like, I do things with hands. Often in movies. He does do the hand thing. I did the whole movie. A lot of hand acting. Oh my god. Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Second act of the movie is where Jack decides, let's get out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is exactly what you want to do when you start talking about, we've got weeks, you know, days away from a big banquet. And I've got a chef that I need to nail down a menu. Yeah, <laughs> nail down. Nailed it. I think he wants to nail down her in other ways. Uh, Jack, uh, Jack talks Jessica into catering the event and sweetens the deal with a literal envelope full of cash. <laughs> so now they just need to decide on the menu, like I said. And Jess and Jack are at odds on what to serve, but it's clearly serving as some weird <laughs> foreplay for them. Um, and their respective friends, well, Jack's like sad excuse for a friend, mm-hmm. his personal assistant. Um, they're all eager to point out that clearly the pair are interested in each other. Um, why do princes and princesses in these movies never have any friends? <laughs> like they're always just stuck with these sad, old, out of touch manservant archetypes. Yeah, um, it's beyond weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't understand that. Mm. I also feel like that's like not a real world thing. No. Yeah. Like obviously the royal families actually have friends. I would think so. And I don't think that they just have these like. Uh, <laughs> following them everywhere <laughs> like i'm your dear diary to talk to in real life <laughs> okay spotted bff Haley is wearing a tie of ribbon as a necklace did you know that notice um, that <laughs> it's the fashion moment um and i'm glad you brought no it. you did not <laughs> for you, Lindsay. <laughs> oh, are you liking your ribbon necklace? Yeah, I. It's the fashion. <laughs> Do you think that you will sport this from now on? <laughs> I've slept with this. 
This is my ribbon. This is your your Christmas ribbon. I just uh, exposed. <laughs> I just exposed myself to Lindsay. Um, you just Kelly um, just busted out a bright red Christmas ribbon necklace. We should write a movie a movie script, and it will be called the Christmas Ribbon. Oh my god. <laughs> Buy the website right now. Armand, don't you dare. Great callback. Great callback. Oh my god. Oh, that's Cal. Now you're just going to be staring at this beautiful ribbon. It's so hard not to. Those were not even from the same production companies. I know. So, is it the same designer? I don't know. I think... I think because we're old millennials, this we're not in like touch with what, like, the Gen Z. Jane, Jane decide that the best way to determine the menu is to visit the event site, which apparently means wander the photography wing of a museum and bond over male interpretations of Black female independence. Mm-hmm. Cool. This movie was so written by a white guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, So if we're keeping track on the all-important Christmas banquet and who's delegated to do what, we're supposedly days away and Jack hasn't settled the guest list. Nope. Jess hasn't settled the menu or hired additional staff, but she has insisted on making everything back at her small restaurant kitchen rather than using the spacious, state-of-the-art kitchen on site at the event venue yeah makes makes sense (laughs) so far (laughs) cool okay great just want to double check ernie has bought some additional new equipment using jack's envelope of totally normal thousand dollar bells and Haley has become the new voice of reason and truth Mm -hmm. (laughs) so at least there's that Mm -hmm. Um, did you notice that all the Christmas trees are decorated the exact same? Yeah. Um, at Jack, at Jessica's parents' house and in Jack's hotel room and at Jessica's restaurant, like, you yeah. think that they could have changed that up, but, like, set design has yeah. decorated every single Christmas tree the exact same, right? <laughs> they all have bows, too. Did you notice this? Like, these just, like, awkward bows just, like, taped on to and, like, the walls? Gold? Gold. Very strange. It's very odd. They're I'm, just like, bow, 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 bow. I think they just recycled all of the props. I think, like, for whatever scenes they were, because obviously this is, like, sense. a small budget film, clearly. What? what? So, <laughs> so they just used what, what they had. Didn't you see the envelope full of cash? <laughs> that was their budget. <laughs> um, okay. Another thing that was just sent me, the glamorous ride in a Chevy Suburban. (laughs) Do you think that the script intended for them to ride around in a limo? Because they were like talking about when he was young and that his mom would have him like ride to school in Mm -hmm. a limo and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, I feel like the script called for them to be in a limo and make you know, yeah. but then they were like, we can't get a limo. I, I think that's exactly what it is, because they actually had a limo in the scene where the parents, like, I'm for, fast forwarding a little bit, yeah, spoiler yeah, yeah. alert, but, like, the parents come out in a limo. So I'm thinking it was, like, Enterprise was out of limos that day, and so they just had to do the Suburban for those filming days awkward so awkward to me every single time and it's like at least put a couple of like flags for edgemont topia <laughs> edgemont villas it's too much i don't know too much Lindsay. you're um, asking for too much okay <laughs> they, they spent it all on bows yes Exactly. Put a bow on it. And those montages and glitter. You're just oh, you're asking for too God. much, Lindsay. Too, uh, too much. They spent it all on getting Gideon who Oliver. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Last thing that I was, like, dying mm-hmm. over in this section of the movie. The exact same three paparazzi who are crowding together over and over again. 
it made me miss the the like 10 girls that they got for that movie back in the oh yeah the like that other princess movie the no the cinderella one the cinderella. yeah they had like yeah they, 10 girls they, they were like 10 in that oh one. my gosh oh my gosh Here, three like, in this three one. paparazzi and they're all like jack prince prince and here i was dying because the one guy's like miss lady miss lady <laughs> He's taking pictures. Oh my god. Oh my god. And she's like, um, stop taking my pictures. She like she's runs. O- she's overwhelmed. It's I was like, it's so three people. It's three people crowding together. I, know. I would fine. I would be overwhelmed if there was like a crowd of people like dodge like just and you're dodging like this crowd. It's three fucking people. It's man. three people and they're all showing up together. You can escape them. Yeah. <laughs> it's dying so over weird. it and, so and one of their pictures is getting onto the cover of people magazine i don't think so people's <laughs> sorry people's, people's Lindsay. people's magazine apostrophe s <laughs> they did not get the rights to people magazine <laughs> they got the rights to people's magazine <laughs> <sighs> bingo for this section we have a shirtless hottie Okay. Wow, wow. Uh, that hotel scene. I about <laughs> lost my damn near mind when she opens the door and he's just like, I'm just randomly shirtless. Of course. He just so happens to be shirtless the second she walks through the door. Are you effing kidding me right now? He's just walking around shirtless, hoping and waiting for yeah, the moment she's going to show. Oh, oh. And he just like, see you? How he was just like, like, accent- <laughs> like they greased him up really good. Yeah. And just like the abs were just nice. Nice and just as glossy. That's what he got hired for. Oh yeah, abs. the abs. Um, for Princess Bingo, we have royal longs for normal life. Obviously, uh, all those pr- terrible yeah. limo rides to school. He oh yeah. Danger. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Prince Jack. <laughs> all he uh, wanted was a regular bicycle ride. Yeah, like normal kids. Uh, celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> no, they just want to ditch the limo. Riding a Chevy Suburban like yeah. the rest of us. Maybe that's why he's doing the Suburban. Oh, it makes so much more sense now. That's, he's like, no, I don't want the limo. I just want to be a normal person and ride in the back of a Suburban. <laughs> All they need to do is throw one little line in there. Yeah. But it made sense. Yep, yeah, nope. Too much, Lindsay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, like, subtext of this entire movie this entire podcast episode too much Lindsay we are ex- I am expecting way too much oh my god act three royally screwed is what I've titled this section uh, we finally get a glimpse back at royal life back at the Edgemont apartments I mean totally not made up European nation mm-hmm. and apparently all they do is sip tea and play indoor tennis good to be king of literally nothing (laughs) obnoxious oliver flies across the world and is immediately let into the royal dining room to complain about being fired from his catering job and everyone's all just like "Ooh, sucks for you (laughs) but more importantly have you seen the newspaper gossip that he's dating his new chef (laughs) i love how they're like go put him over there Um, you'd think that Jessica would be happy for the publicity Mm. for her restaurant. Like, this is literally what she asked for. Yeah. And if she had any sort of business sense whatsoever, she would be like, I can spin this. So great. Yes. Perfect PR. This is what we need. But she's pissed. Yeah. So they sneak out and head off to, like, the middle of freaking nowhere, (laughs) apparently to to see a small town Christmas, to -hmm. to show him what it's like. Um... Kelly, you lived in upstate New York. Please tell me that Maryvale really exists. <laughs> First off, upstate New York is gorgeous. So you can just, like, drive north along the Hudson River, and you'll just, like, just run into a bunch of really cute 
tiny towns. But um, there isn't a real Maryville. There is a North Pole, New York. Um, which is like a hamlet in Wilmington, which is super, super north. Um, and it's uh, it's home to Santa's Workshop, which is like a Christmas theme park. Oh, do you think that this is like what this was kind of based off of? I don't know, but... Um, <clears throat> it kind of sounds way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, yeah, totally. But like, just like, honestly... Just drive around upstate New York, and there are so many amazing towns. Like, uh, Rhinebeck is one of my favorites. It's, like, a cute little town, and they host a Nicholas Sinterklaas festival. Sinterklaas? It's adorable. Kingston hosts a snowflake festival. Um, Just all these towns have really... They're, like, it's... Like, Christmas is a big deal, and, like, everyone does, like, a really cute festival. It just makes me really want to miss living in New York. I was like, oh, just reminiscing. But then it would be snowy. It would be really snowing. Uh, nothing <laughs> like it is in this movie. Yeah. This just looks like fall <laughs> yeah. in New York. I mean, clearly, 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 <laughs> clearly. Like, this movie was not filmed in the wintertime. No. Not, not a fall, not a winter coat to be seen. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um... Well, while they're in Maryvale, they finally settle on a Christmas comfort foods menu. Mm-hmm. Like it's some brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, they argue over what level of pretension to include in the overall banquet and take approximately half a sip of hot chocolate before she drags him off to wander a ridiculous Christmas boutique store where she somehow expects him to swoon over the decor after he clearly says that he was kind of mad over it. It was, like, really, really odd Mm -hmm. to me. Um, I'm honestly failing to see where their plot and dialogue chemistry setup is in this script. Like, it is... It it feels like they're on two different planes. Yes. The whole time. Like, yes. It's just, like, line, 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 line. It's... I don't know when... They like, fall yeah. for each other. It's, or <laughs> It's just so weird because they go to this town and they've known each other for, like, I'm assuming three days. Yeah. Less than a week, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden she's hooking arms with him. Yes. And he, like, kisses her hand. He, you know, it's just really, like... Well, especially he came on so strong. So strong. Like, 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 you have hired this woman and you are actually uh could get sued by this woman that's what i'm saying i'm like this sounds like a scandal waiting to happen yeah yeah um but i guess he's trying to play charming i yeah bland yeah and the script was bland Mm -hmm. but also it was just like nothingness plot Wise, yeah. like nothing was happening. I agree. Until, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jack starts laying on the charm real thick oh, in yeah. this weird, like, let's pick out the menu, wander Christmas town date, which uh culminates in like the weirdest detour moment of the entire movie. Um, you know which part I'm talking about, right? What are you talking okay. about? Okay. Because it's always, it's all weird. Here's a wad of cash to oh. totally cover for this kid's oh. lack of a father figure. <laughs> and not at all to just try to impress this lady chef that I'm clearly in front of. Yes. That is just like, it was such a weird left field oh. moment that like, as they're walking by, this child runs into him. Cute kid, TM. Yeah. Um, yeah, that this kid runs into him trying to like... Pick not pickpocket, uh, shoplift from mm-hmm. the store, and then they go inside, and it's like, what's what seems to be to be the problem here? Oh, and that guy inside the store is like so earnestly delivering his lines, oh, yeah. where he's like, well, you see, his dad, he's overseas. <laughs> <laughs> he's been deployed for so long (laughs) and the mom's like we don't even remember what he looks like anymore like like does does he even have a father like it's so over the top like the melodrama all of a sudden out of nowhere like i was like where 
where did this movie just detour? And it's just so bizarre that he pulls out all of this money and is like, this should cover your one tiny little mirror, right? Like, no need to get the police involved in this. Like, it was just such a weird detour of the movie, which is clearly to just, like, impress. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's totally, but then it's like also like, if you think, like, if you're a parent, like, what is this teaching this child? That money is just gonna, like, you just throw money and that's gonna fix your problem. Absolutely. It's like, if he really wanted to impress her, if he was really genuine in that, he would have, like, they sh- would have had a scene where he was, like, he, like, pulled the kid off to the side and was just like, hey, you know, like, trying to have a heart-to-heart with him and, like, let him know. Yeah. You know, like, I understand what you're going through yeah. to some degree. You shouldn't really be doing this. You know, I, like, too, have a father who has to do things yes, that are... Yes. Right. And, like, bond with the kid. And that would have been more genuine. This is just like, here's my money. I'm just going to throw money at everything. And I'm like, D- did they intend for that to be the solution? Because I-, I just think it's just, like... Tacky. It's tacky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the mom's also like, gee, thanks, mister. Like, right. the whole <laughs> well, then also, it's just like, okay, if you're going to throw money at something, and it's like, okay, well, then maybe buy her the damn mirror. Buy her the mirror and also, like, throw money at the restaurant. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jack drops Jessica off it after their date. Um, yet again, kissing her on the cheek didn't... Good night. Um, I have a theory here that he's basically just, like, slowly sexually harassing her, <laughs> his hired chef, on these so-called work outings right. with small pecks on the cheek to acclimate her to the idea of him kissing her to, like, lower her defenses for when the inevitable mistletoe comes along, <laughs> where he's like, oh, what's that? Uh, I've just been kissing you goodnight. It's how we do it here in Edgemont. <laughs> uh, just kidding, though, because apparently Jessica's, like, totally into it, into his, like, snoozeville charm. Oof. I don't know. Um... But she probably will just, like, she probably bought a sprig of mistletoe herself (laughs) back in that, like, (laughs) Christmas store. I don't know. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) I wanted, I was really excited, like, we got a woman of color. Yes. (sighs) Yeah. She's a career-minded woman. Yeah. I was like, let's, it's. She's a chef. Yeah. Let's do something. This will be a fun movie. Yeah. Right? He looks like a brown-haired Ken doll. Yeah. <laughs> Surfer Ken. Surfer Ken. Yeah. I don't... Edgemont must be... Seaside Town? Seaside Town. <laughs> seaside Kingdom? The Edgemont Villas. Um, seaside. <sighs> yeah. They yeah. could have... They could have made this really amazing and very empowering for women of color, for women in general. Alas. Bingo! (laughs) We've got a disapproving family, Prince Jack's mom queen, Alice, asshole Alice. Asshole Alice, indeed. Um, We've got a big city person, small town, ridiculous holiday sweater. We can see this lady awkwardly hobbling in the background in in Maryville. (laughs) Uh, Brush with the law and cute kid. We got a double header um, when they stole the mirror. We have a charitable act, of course, because just throw money. Throw Throw money to get rid of these problems. (laughs) So charitable. Um, We have a tragic backstory. We we hear about this kid's dad who's deployed. Um, and no Christmas town would be complete without carol singers. Did you notice the carol singer on the end? The, she, yeah, <laughs> she was into it. She also kept kind of like eyeing the camera a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like she's like, she was singing the loudest. Too. She's like, I'm in a movie right now. Oh my god, <laughs> get it, girl. I was just like, oh, they're like from this town. Oh, totally. They yeah. have to be. Yeah. I yeah. was like. Amazing. Yeah. Get your screen time, girl. You go, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to note here the part where the prince goes in for a kiss and just says, you keep doing that. I just might get used to it. Literally the worst delivery flirtation line ever. Yeah. That's also where I was like, 
oh, <laughs> sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing her down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's clearly, I mean, if not, if we didn't notice by now, there is no chemistry between these yeah. these actors. Yeah. For Princess Bingo, we've got many accents, one family. The prince is clearly Australian. <laughs> the king has a slightly passable British accent. And I don't even know what the queen is. I don't know what that is. That's She's like, kind of doing a, like, yeah. I'll yes. clench my teeth to have an accent. It's so bad. Yeah. And she goes in and out of it. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. I was just like... Yeah. Um, more bingo. We got a lot of bingo this uh, for the princess bingo. We've got a failed sporting attempt. The king is not great at tennis. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the weirdest version of a failed sporting attempt yes. in one of these princess movies that we've seen yet. <sighs> Media fiasco. The tabloids. The paparazzi. Oh my. <laughs> yes, the princess of, of uh, Brooklyn? Brooklyn, indeed. Oh god. Uh, idyllic Christmas Village. What up, Maryville? Yeah. Uh, we have a public outing and royalty spotted undercover. Mm-hmm. So that rounds up our bingo for this act. Lots, lots going on in that <laughs> section. <laughs> All right. Act four. Look who's coming to dinner. After a conversation with his personal assistant that would absolutely <laughs> never actually happen in real life (laughs) in which Jack basically admits he's totally in love with Jessica simply because she's so different from anyone he's ever dated before. Jack continues to lay it on way too thick. Oh yeah. He buys Jessica a copy of her favorite photograph and then invites her and her parents to meet the royal family. What could go wrong? (laughs) Um, Okay. The hair department for this movie Mm -hmm. did Jessica and her mother so dirty. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, we're hearing lots and lots of stories, like, finally now, where people have had to do their own hair and makeup for movies because, like, people just don't know how to, like, do like either they don't have colors or don't know how to do anything for Mm -hmm. like like BIPOC women or Mm -hmm. just (laughs) don't have any of the things like in their tools yeah I don't know if that's the case that happened here because they're both gorgeous Gorgeous. and then I'm like what is happening I'm like distracted yeah by like what's happening here um but it was like lovely to see them yes, on the screens, <laughs> and especially interacting as a family too. So I yeah. was just like, "What is what's happening here?" Mm. Uh, just distracting. Yeah, I will note um, Jessica is totally nervous to have dinner with a king and queen, and then <laughs> Jack adorably quips that he's never had dinner with her parents either. Um, and I thought that that was a nice bit of writing and acting. There, yes, <laughs> maybe the one little bit, yeah, um, yeah, maybe the one, the one part of the entire movie where I finally felt like we were channeling some swoon-worthy royalty. Yes, so I was like, all right, all right, there we go. That's we could have held on to that like uh, elsewhere in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as family introductions are made, in strolls none other than the love triangle complication right on cue. Mm-hmm. Um, another royal someone or other who the queen is dead set on setting up with Jack. And of course she's white. Mm-hmm. So it's all really reeks of racism alongside your typical classism. Yep. Um, harsh words are exchanged. Jessica runs out. Jack chases after her. They basically admit that they're into each other, but a relationship could never work. And then she cryptically says that she'll have her staff follow up on the banquet. And the whole time I was just like, oh, gosh, she is so unprofessional. Like, Mm -hmm. that's all that I just kept thinking here. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, she called her restaurant a diner. (laughs) And then that was, like, just sticking out of my head. She kept on saying it. Like, she would, like, call it restaurant, restaurant, and then she went diner. And I'm like, those are two different things. Yeah. Like, don't, like, put down your restaurant. Um, 
I think it would help her business not fail if she knew what kind of business she ran mm-hmm. and then also knew how to ran it, but I'm just spitballing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Jack is, like, obviously crushed, and then on cue, a montage of their supposedly cutest <laughs> moments <laughs> goes by while Jessica sits sad in the diner. That closes out this section. <laughs> um one thought I had was like, I don't understand why her mom why his mom wanted him together with that one girl. Like he didn't really he said that like she was kind of like heartless. He didn't say like if she had money or like she's anything a like lady. That. So she's was it Lady she's Eliza? She's just like titled. She's titled, yeah, for so sure. So that's what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah, Lady Eliza of Devon. She's the daughter of Lord Willoughby. So she just wants her family's lineage and whatever. Gotcha. And it's just like clearly that's also a nod to the whole yes. Harry Megan situation. Yeah. Um ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um bingo in this act. We have run in with the X, which leads us to Love Triangle gets complicated. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Princess Bingo, we have a jealous royal significant other. Can't can't have one of these uh, Christmas movies with a princess or prince yeah. without the jealous royal of significant course. other. Of course, it's like <laughs> waiting for that shoe to drop. Yeah. <sighs> act five, the final act, which is. You know, basically a ball. (laughs) (laughs) Our version of one in this movie. We finally arrive at the main event, this movie's version of a royal ball. It's the Christmas charity banquet where somehow each person is only paying a thousand dollars a head to cover the overhead on this all important, all important annual fees that was thrown together in barely a week. Um, Jessica walks out in her chef's blacks. Is that a thing, Kel? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, She's looking legitimately boss to oversee the banquet that she has put together. I was like, damn, girl, you're looking good. She looks amazing. Okay. Is it, like, a certain thing about, like, you wear white or you wear black at certain, like, events or anything like that? it's just aesthetics. Like, if the, like, restaurant wants to have... It's just uniform, basically. Gotcha, gotcha. Is it just me, or is everything at the banquet just kind of okay? Yeah. Like, they keep talking about how everything is so extraordinary. And the theme is Christmas food. Mm -hmm. She brought back Christmas cookies. Yeah. There's multiple... Christmas trees. I find it absolutely hilarious that the king (laughs) is, like, taking out, I don't know, Entenmann's or something. And he's like, I haven't had these in years. (laughs) And they're, like, in little cupcake muffin or, like, those little, like, tins, lip liners or whatever. I'm just like... I... (laughs) Yeah. Brain breaking. <laughs> yeah, it broke. I tell you, but I first just, act. I could. I couldn't. I what? What? <laughs> the whole time in the movie, every single time she was like, "I've got it. This is what we're gonna do." And every single time she came up with some quote unquote brilliant idea yeah. and would share it, I was like, "That's it." Yeah. And every time he'd be like, "Oh, I don't know if my mom will go for that." <laughs> She's thinking, really? Because that's it? (laughs) It just was... My brain was broken. I don't know. Turkey Christini. Turkey (laughs) Stuffy Christini. Yeah. I just think I'm thinking like... Is this real turkey? (laughs) Actual line? (laughs) These people are paying a lot of money to go to this thing. And we have cookies served in... Cookie. Liners. Cupcake liners. I don't know. The magic of Christmas has done it again, though, it seems, <laughs> because uh, the king and queen, their Scrooge's hearts, they seem to be growing three sizes. They love the food. <laughs> they love what she's done with the place. And they love when Jack gets on stage and parades the sad little boy thief and his mother out to present them with a gift and a surprise. <gasps> 
they've brought he's brought his the the dad back from war <laughs> it's like this movie did not <laughs> i'm so mad it's like stop it stop 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 it stop it stop the movie um i feel like this is supposed to be tugging on our heartstrings and teaching us a lesson or something mm-hmm. like even ernie was crying I, am I heartless? This felt like the most randomly shoehorned plotline ever. Oh, yeah. I was not feeling it. I... It... it. <laughs> <sighs> I'm broken. I don't know what to say about yeah. it. It's just... Maybe we just watched so many, so much nothingness leading up to it mm-hmm. that we were just like, what? By yeah. the time that that happened, but... It, it just made no sense. And yeah. the, the fact that... <sighs> yeah. I just didn't want it in the movie. No. Um, <laughs> and then in the last minutes, we see Jessica has randomly changed into a nice dress. I mean, like, nice-ish dress. Yeah. Also. Um, and I was like, wait, why? Yeah. When? When did that happen? Isn't she supposed to be working? Yeah. Um, and then Jack calls her on stage to sing her praises too, like as the person that made all the Christmas magic happen at the banquet and yeah. in his heart. Um, and then they sing, they slink off, and he asks her to forgive him. And I was like, wait, why is he asking her for forgiveness? Like, mm-hmm. le- legitimately, what did he do wrong? I was so confused because he's like, please forgive me, and she's like, should I forgive you? And her mom's like, yeah, forgive him. But, like, seriously, what did he do wrong? He He did nothing wrong. I don't think he did anything wrong. That's why I'm so confused by this plot line. And then I was just, like, getting mad at her. Because I was like, wait, you're just being, like, a jerk now to him. Yeah. Especially when he, when you didn't, weren't even going to show up for your own event and, like, make the food. But then when you went MIA. And so then when you show up to your restaurant the morning of and all your family and him (laughs) <laughs> your your client are all there to start making food in your tiny ass yeah. little kitchen because you refuse to make That's it at the saying, venue. Like, she was like the unprofessional one. Yes. Like she owed him an apology. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I don't understand. And he parades her. It's just almost like they wanted to show him like do this declaration of love and appreciation and this was their way of doing it but it makes no sense zero sense no sense at all yeah it would have made sense if he had done something wrong but even he's like i don't i told you we never had a thing i didn't know that my mom was inviting her right i he obviously was inviting her family to meet his family which again was way too soon and all (laughs) it's just like yeah Makes no broken sense. Brain, broken well, just like brain. It, it, they didn't. There's just so many things that they that scene. Like she didn't have to change into the dress. She could have stayed in her chef. It would have been that much cooler uniform. if she yeah, had. Yeah, he could have just called her up and say, "I want to give a toast to the woman responsible for this amazing food tonight. Uh, please bring up Chef Jessica Burns to the stage. Blah 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 blah. She's an amazing woman. You know, blah blah blah. That could have been sufficient." Okay, me just now putting it together that she's a chef and her last name is Burns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why was her restaurant not called, like, Burns? Maybe it is. Because we never learn what the name of the restaurant is. I know. Annoying. diner. Um, I don't know. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) they kiss, they make up, blah, 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 whatever. I guess for his, like, offense of his non- ex randomly showing up at his mother's request whatever the hell he did not wrong Uh, um apparently everyone lived happily ever after (laughs) the end (laughs) jeez uh bingo (laughs) we have Christmas hater discovers Christmas magic (laughs) but so the Christmas hater who discovers Christmas magic is is the parents. Yes. And and that and that's and it. that's it. That's it. <laughs> they just ended it with a bang. Uh, 
for me, my center square was how many questions I was left with at the end. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, that's it? Wait. Like, how do they live happily ever after? Does he move to New York? Does she move to Edgemont? What happens to her restaurant? Is she going to be his <laughs> private chef? Like, she's like, I wish I could cook for you every day. And he's like, you can. And I was like, how? Yeah. <laughs> da, da, da. But then it just goes to credits. <laughs> maybe, and this is wishful thinking, maybe there's going to be a sequel. Oh, God. Would you watch the sequel? Oh, yeah. I would totally watch this. I'm broken already. I'm already invested. I will totally watch the sequel. Edgemont 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kelly, do you have a, a center square? Yeah. Um, I... This whole movie was a square. But I just... I, I want to... The wardrobe choices yeah. for the royal family in that final banquet oh scene my God. was what did me in. Her, like, purple dress. What? What was that? <laughs> what? Okay, so the prince is decked out in this, like... And the king is not decked that's out, That's what right? I'm saying. Yeah. He's wearing, like, a Disney costume. Yes. He looks like Prince Charming yeah. from Cinderella. Yeah. And then you've got the king in just, like, an off-the-rack suit yeah you've got the queen in an off the rack dress and a tiny little the tiara smallest tiara that i had to blink to see it because yeah. it was so small yeah and then dare i mention the monstrosity of a teal satin off the shoulder high low dress that lady eliza is wearing that dress <laughs> i knew you were gonna go off on that, that dress looks like <laughs> a bridesmaid dress gone bad with the cold shoulders <laughs> What's up with these movies with these, like, short in the front and long in the back? Party in the front, business in the back. <laughs> what is up with this? these fashion choices? Do you think that they had the worst chemistry of any of the movies we've watched yet? No. <laughs> I, I, the... One movie stands out as the worst chemistry. What movie is that? The Cinderella Christmas one. <laughs> that was by far the worst chemistry ever. Yeah. This one, this one's not great, but it's certainly not bad. The, the, the worst. worst. Yeah. Would you recommend it to someone? Yeah. <laughs> I recommended this to you. You're That's welcome. True. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Do you? I know you have probably different feelings. I think that it would have been more fun to sit and watch it with you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. I'm, I'm not... I'm not sad that I'm... I'm... <laughs> Lay it... It's like you're about to break up with me. No, no, no. I was trying to remember the uh, sad to watch you walk away, sad to, but I'm happy to watch it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, I just don't think I like it. <laughs> I want to know what little tidbits you learned about the movie. Mm. Um, like the making of it or anything like that. Um, so I found some rather interesting facts. <laughs> Hope you're ready. Please. Uh, Fred Olin Ray, who is a veteran director. Okay. Whose career spans from like the early 70s. Whoa. Uh, and he is the movie's producer, director, co-writer. Bam, bam, bam. He's like, I want to get this movie made. He's, yeah, he's very invested in this movie. Um, he has worked on a slew of Christmas TV movies in the last decade, including A Royal Christmas Engagement. Oh, my. And two of my favorites, A Christmas in Royal Fashion and A Christmas Wedding Date. Okay. I love how he's, it's it's a Mad Libs of Christmas. Oh my gosh. Words. He's done a lot. There's there's more yes. in his resume, yeah, yeah, yeah. but those were the ones that stood out to me because okay. I, I like all three of those. Yes. Um, but then, 
As we look further into his resume, okay. Fred, yeah. who is then credited by the pseudonym Nicholas Juan Medina, directed and wrote a rather long roster of softcore TNA movies. What? The ones that aired, like, at night, like, Skinamax. Like Skinamax! <laughs> yeah. And these movies include... So he, so he was like, well, we gotta put a shirtless hottie in this movie. <laughs> uh, just a couple of titles. Uh, Busty Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. Bikini Time Machine. <laughs> My favorite, Bikini Jones and the Temple of Eros. <laughs> Sign me the fuck up. Girl with the Sex Ray Eyes. <laughs> That sounds dangerous. <laughs> that can't be th- that. <laughs> that can't be sexy. <laughs> so that's just to name a few. Okay. Uh, there's so many more. Wow. But this guy is super fascinating. This so guy is prolific. He's like he's, he's like I veter- I've got a need to put out movies. This guy has been around for a long time. Long time. And he also I, what a switch up. He's like, I know that I've been doing softcore porn, but I have Christmas movies (laughs) in me. (laughs) Just so many PG-rated Christmas movies in me. Well, but then before he did softcore, he did a bunch of, like, B-horror movies. I mean, something about that transitioning from B-horror movies to softcore porn doesn't surprise me yes but something about transitioning from porn to christmas christmas like that surprises me well christmas is a very sexy holiday i don't know if you noticed um so another really interesting thing about this fred guy is he lent his 16 millimeter camera to quentin tarantino so that tarantino could shoot my best friend's birthday which is one of his first films wow so he actually like helped wow like yeah it was like film career interesting isn't that crazy so yeah. so you're welcome world so, for Tw- yeah. tarantino yeah so just really fascinating guy and i was just like thinking about him i was like man this guy has literally worked in the industry for so long and has survived and like you know what I mean he's just like found niches and just got them and now he just makes a shit ton of Christmas movies so I find him fascinating do you think that this is his passion project (laughs) we're passionate about Christmas movies Lindsay so I'm not gonna judge the man (laughs) no I know like thank god thank god i just like wow right yes Mm -hmm. i want to know i'm so curious i would love to interview him yes i would love to just like pick his brain seriously um in other news (laughs) uh the actors who play lady eliza uh and prince jack are married in real life well, I mean, you could just see the chemistry and sexual tension just <laughs> oozing. Yes, sparks flying in the room. Oozing like hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> the hair gel that's keeping his front flip hair. That was so distracting. That was so distracting. I couldn't stop looking at it. It was very distracting. And he's like a handsome guy. Like, really attractive guy. his hair was like... And then that hair. An inch too tall. Yeah. It was... It was a look. It was a lot. It was... It was a look. It was a fashion choice. (laughs) Clearly someone did that. Had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Ride the wave. Um, the, edge, this- the edge font. The edge <laughs> right, font wave. The edge font wave, bro. Um, <laughs> many of the scenes in the movie are actually filmed in Aurora, New York. Okay. We actually have a yes. movie that's filmed in New York yes. that takes place in New York. Which it had like the Aurora cinema. Yes. Yes. Glad you brought that yep. up. 
you have a good mm-hmm. eye. Mm-hmm. Um, in that marquee, the theater marquee, it says A Wedding for Christmas. And that's another Fred Olin Ray uh, uh, directed uh, movie. Shout out. Little Easter eggs they're yes. throwing out there. Uh-huh. And then Buffalo, New York is also a filming location. Um, a lot of external shots were in there um, of the Brisbane building. And um, the restaurant bar that is... Jessica's unnamed bar is actually a restaurant called The Black Sheep. If you look closely, you don't I did have to notice look that. too closely because yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't do anything to conceal it. Yeah. You can see the black sheep in the window. You can see like the the like the signage. Yeah. Which I thought that was a little thinly veiled mm-hmm. nod, wink and nod. Yeah. She's the black sheep of the royal family. Ah. Uh. You know? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That is our show for this week. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Meet Cute and Mistletoe. And we also hope that you enjoyed A Christmas Princess. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe, write a review, share with your friends, and connect with us on social. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, we would. (laughs) Until next time, goodbye. subscribe to meet cute and mistletoe wherever you get your podcasts write a review share with your friends check out our website at meetcuteandmistletoe.com to get the episode recipes and more and connect with us on social at mc mistletoe pod on twitter and meet cute and mistletoe on all other platforms Meet Cute and Mistletoe is produced by Kelly Ray and Lindsay Hathaway. Music and audio by Grendel. Artwork by Renee Granillo.